Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. Bowing in. This is Roundhouse Rob, the success sensei, helping you to win at life one kick and punch at a time. Episode 282, True Toughness. It's the Success Sensei Podcast main event. True toughness, a subject that I've wanted to talk about for quite a while. I might have alluded to some of the the things regarding toughness and the perception of toughness in other episodes. But before I even start, a couple of things. Number one, I am absolutely not saying that I think I am a shining example of tough. I don't really think I'm that tough. I've done some things that are tough. I'd like to think that I have an edge or a toughness if I needed it or if I required to but required to use it, but it's not my go-to trait. And I'm sure what I want you to do when you're listening to this is just imagine yourself, just challenge your own concepts, challenge your own definitions, and ultimately define it for yourself so that you can live it, so that you can actually like yourself and your own definition of of toughness. A lot of information flowed onto the page when I was writing down some notes uh, for this particular episode, And they didn't flow out exactly in order. So hopefully I don't screw up the points I'm going to be making. I don't want to have to do a lot of edits. I don't really like editing these episodes at all. I like them to be as real and as natural as possible. Flaws and warts and all. Um, And I don't like, you know, you might think, why haven't I, you know, written it out thoroughly? Why haven't I written out, you know, a chapter or a good few pages thoroughly before I record the episode? And I don't like doing that because... I like to be motivated by the episode. I like to be fresh in my mind. I like to just write down notes. If if I do a if I write a book on true toughness, I'm not as motivated to um to record the episode. It's not as fresh. I'm then just going to purely be reading a script and I've gotten it out of my system on those pages already. I rather get it out of my system through these episodes. Anyway, Come on, we'll move on because I'm waffling too much and I want to get into this because it is an important episode and I know that you're going to get a lot out of it. What is true toughness? Well, what is, first of all, what is the standard definition of a tough guy or a tough girl? If by accident I use guy or man or, or any reference to, to, to men throughout this, just, you know, um, keep in mind that it can be a man, it can be a woman, it can be a boy, it can be a girl. Okay, so what is a tough guy or a tough girl? The standard definition is someone who can deal with difficult or violent situations. Someone who is brave and willing to take risks. Now, I have a lot of issues with that definition. Okay, let's start off. Well, first of all, it's very subjective and very open to interpretation. So we'll break it down really quick, first of all. When you think of a tough guy or a tough girl, I'm sure this is probably what all of us have been trained to think of default, someone who can deal with difficult or violent situations. Well, what does dealing mean? 
What does to deal with something mean? Um, and what is, what, what's the definition of a difficult or a violent situation? They're both subjective and open to interpretation. Someone who is brave and willing to take risks. Well, what does brave mean? And, you know, what's, what's the, the definition of willing to take risks? As I said, subjective, open to interpretation. Some people would read that and and see a lot of stupidity some some bravery is actually stupidity some risks are taken on you know through stupidity um some some things are are, are dealt you know difficult or vi- in a in a difficult or a violent way dealing with things um uh, with dif- or difficult and violent situations it could have been stupidity that got you into those scenarios in the first place and if that is the the public perception of what true toughness is, then maybe the situations were escalated or nearly created to give that perception of toughness. So what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of true toughness you won't even be aware of. You won't even see it. You won't even, you know, recognize it. It won't be as in your face. Like someone anonymously giving to charity and not recording it or not advertising that they have given to charity they've just done it anonymously is it is it any less of a gift absolutely not and so it's the same with true toughness a lot of you know fake toughness is actually hiding weakness it's actually a front it could be you know from mental or you know physical trauma past mental or physical trauma and you know extreme are certainly you know uh, the perception of true toughness or the uh, the perception of extreme toughness could be based on weakness or based on past trauma yes there's mental and physical uh, trauma there's mental and physical toughness so when i say about toughness we're talking actually about uh, both of those things it's impossible to get into the realm of toughness without using and and exploring the term, which I'm not mad about, but anyway, how and ever, toxic masculinity. And I I think the reason why we need to touch upon it is there's a lot of young people looking to others for guidance and they can be misguided. Um, Toxic masculinity, I suppose... There are many masculine traits that are considered toxic and I, I and rightfully so. These include, you know, trying to appear tough, which is what we're talking about in this episode, using or threatening violence, especially unnecessarily, controlling others, acting aggressively, suppressing emotions, using power over women, children, in inverted air quotes, inverted commas, weaker men are marginalized groups. Now, the problem is those things that we've just mentioned there can give to to impressionable people. They can give them the misconception that that is real toughness, even when it's not. So it's impossible to avoid you know, the negative masculine traits are the, are the discussion on toxic masculinity when we're talking about toughness. A lot of impressionable young men and girls um, are looking to others for how, how, they, how they perceive toughness to be and what way they think is the, is the best way to navigate um, planet Earth 
and, and humanity and society. And the problem is there's a lot of outwardly negative displays of toughness. As I said, it's up to you to think for yourself and to define your own definition of toughness. This is by no uh, means a, a virtual virtue signaling piece. As I said at the very start, I am not suggesting I am a pillar of uh, or a de- the definition of true toughness. That's up to you to align your own beliefs. Now, another another thing I want to talk about, I told you this was kind of disjointed and all over the place, but as number four, my, my fourth point I want to talk about is the Jordan Peterson quote. Like him or not, um, agree with him or not, um, he is a man of our, our, our times. He, he does have interesting things to say and he is a character. So, and I think he's come out with a, a you know, a particularly interesting quote based on you know which i think can be can be uh, reflective of of true toughness and it is a harmless man is not a good man a good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control so that's like true toughness hopefully you never ever have to use it but if you need it it's there should you have to call on it i have met a lot of top fighters. I have had the pleasure of training with some top uh, military veterans as well. And one thing I've mentioned in the past, and I'll mention it again here now because I think it's relevant. You wouldn't know they did what they did or that they have the skills that they have if you met them or you had a conversation with them. They do not wear or advertise their toughness they don't wear it on their sleeve they don't advertise it with a frown on their face it's not in their swagger it's not the words that they use you wouldn't know and I'm talking about very experienced people I'm talking about as I said top fighters and highly trained military personnel personnel specifically those with experience probably you know veterans um and you wouldn't know you wouldn't know you know maybe there might be tell signs with fighters you might have the little bit of a crooked nose you might have you know the cauliflower you might have some telltale signs you might not um but it won't be something that they that they advertise it's well known in the fight game that it's more you know selling fights is one thing putting on whatever bravado to sell one fights for for entertainment value and to put bums on seats is one thing but as a person uh, in the in the fight game, it's it's well known that you will only see that kind of false um, bravado um, when when you meet somebody on a one to one level. You'd only see it in the lower ranks and not really at the upper echelons. Now, which brings us nicely onto the martial arts philosophy of the dragon and the tiger. This can be used as half. You don't have to be a martial artist to understand this, but there's many references to the dragon and the tiger in martial arts. And, you know, it does stand for something. So they are two spirits um, so wildly different and yet at the same time similar. Mortal enemies intricately linked together by destiny. What the hell does all that mean? Well, the tiger can represent matter and represent the earth. And the dragon can represent spirit or, you know, heaven. And the tiger is... That person that's new to physicality, who would love to test their skills, 
Whereas the dragon, knowing that they possess the physical ability, would rather avoid unnecessary confrontation. Now, don't get it confused. The avoiding confrontation is not based around fear. It's based around the experience to understand the repercussions that certain action can cause. So it's always said that when you start and you're trying to get your black belt, you might be very enthusiastic and you might, you know, nearly be wishing that somebody was going to pick a fight with you so that you could use your, your newfound skilled, uh, skills. And then it's expected that hopefully you will transition beyond black belt to more the dragon mentality that you absolutely can defend and you have your the physical ability to be able to defend yourself but if you didn't have to defend yourself then why would you do that um, or why would you incite or escalate something to be a, a physical situation the people that are really tough don't really talk about true toughness and a lot of fake tough people will talk about their fake toughness so there's more lessons to be learned about false toughness than there is actually about uh, true toughness and um, because most true tough people don't really realize they're tough and maybe they don't even realize they're tough until they actually have to use their toughness now i have a few things to 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 just say to you they're not really quotes but they just might help you you align your your own thoughts as to what your own definition of toughness is and how how you know what it means to you and to true toughness to be confident confident in your vul vulnerability by allowing yourself to communicate honestly and openly so confidently being vulnerable there's one for you and um, thinking beyond yourself and being able to choose the right course of action at the right time whether passive or non-passive and not inviting your ego, narcissism, jealousy, or fear to the process. That's another hefty one for you to have a think about. Next one, rising to the challenge when it counts and knowing when it does count. Experiencing something that is subjectively distressing and focusing in order to take a thoughtful action that aligns with your core values and beliefs. Ultimately, I guess what we're saying is taking on and overcoming obstacles are goals that you didn't know you could. Um, it's, it's not much of a challenge if you already know that you can. I suppose the growth is in the difference between you not knowing and then managing to survive and managing to succeed opening up to what is happening instead of shutting down. Right, that's a load of, hopefully it made sense to you, that's a load of jumbled up points that I've managed to get through. I don't think I made a, a Frankenstein's monster out of this episode. I certainly hope I didn't. Hopefully it's given you something to think about. I say over and over again, if I can just get your thought process maybe away from, you know, the stereotypical thoughts and beliefs that we have that we're too busy to actually really reflect on. If I can actually give you that kind of pattern interrupt and make your synapses fire a little bit and make you reconsider the, the beliefs that you have and not just the ones that were handed and, and decide for yourself what is, what are your moral values, what are your beliefs and to help you live and make decisions in accordance with those beliefs 
And if I've helped you in any way to do that, then I've achieved my mission and I'm happy with that. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. I haven't said in ages, by the way, in a long, long time, that I really would appreciate any kind of a share, any kind of a comment, any kind of a like, because it does greatly help the mission of the podcast and to get it out there and to grow organically. So I appreciate anything that you can do. Thank you for listening. I'm Roundhouse Rob, the success sensei. Life is a fight you can enjoy and win. Bowing out. This has been the Success Sensei, fighting the winning fight. So add us, subscribe, like, and comment. Keep those hands up and keep moving forward.